Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Ooh, that's pretty. Look at that, Jay. Look at that mm-hmm. pretty shot. Mm-hmm. On ESPN, now you gotta, too. You, you, you talk about that pretty shot. If I Wait till you see the shot today from, from L.A. Because, you know, it rained all day yesterday, and, and now it's clear skies. Like, I could, I could see space right now. <laughs> will, you let, will you let us just have, just a, have moment a moment just of uh, one oh, second? Wait, wait, wait till you see it so much better <laughs> here. It's hey, warm, too. No, it's 70 trip, degrees no, today. No, no, no. Trip this out, though. Check this out. So I got out. So obviously it's, it's cold out, right? What's cold? Man, it's 30. It's, it, it's 20. It was 28 degrees when I left the crib this morning. Because, oh, wow. you know, I'm okay. up. I'm what? elevated. Wait, so, what? 28 degrees? Yeah. I've never heard yeah, of look that. Yeah, at, look at your joint. Just look at your uh, weather. It was, wait, yeah. hold up. Time out, Key. It was 28 degrees in yeah. L.A.? Yeah, 28. I was there yeah. for six years. Maybe it touched 40s a couple so, times. So check this out, though. So I got a rental car because I don't own a vehicle. So I got a rental car, and I didn't park in the garage. I parked outside. So when I got in my car... I'm like, damn, okay, I put the windshield wiper on to get rid of the fog. It was ice, frozen ice all over the car. Mm. So I had to roll down both windows, and I didn't want to be late to work. So I had to roll down both windows, and then I turned on the, the defroster, but I had to drive with my head outside the car out of the community into such due time. I had to pull over for like 10 minutes to let it thaw out to get the ice off the windshield because I'm like, oh, there's no scraper in my car, so... Yeah, why yeah, would you have one out there? Yeah, how would I, why would I have a scraper? But, yeah, it's cold, it was cold as hell when I left this morning. Wow. wow. And I thought about y'all. And what's the, what's the high going to be today for you? I think the highest I think the highest 58, yeah, I yeah, believe. 50, I'm, I'm, right, I'm so the end of complaints. Your, I'm over you and your yeah, story. Yeah, end of complaints. Done. 58, degree, 58 end of degrees. You got a T-shirt on. <laughs> this is Keyshawn, J. Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Damn. Guys, Steph Curry broke the career record for threes last night. Threes made, of course. Uh, Ray Allen's record. In a 105-96 win over the Knicks. Great atmosphere at Madison Square Garden. Ray Allen was in the building. Reggie Miller was in the building on the call for TNT, just like he was when Ray broke Reggie's record, because the record went from Reggie Miller to Ray Allen to Steph Curry. But if you guys had to... Make one shot to win a game, right? So it's a three. Make one three. Say you're down two. No time to make a pass. You got to shoot the three to win it or lose it. Steph, Reggie, or Ray? Who do you take? Who do you take to make that shot? So I asked Kendrick Perkins that question on this Justin yesterday. This is what he said. Give me Ray Allen. I done been in too many big moments, too many game winners when this man has came through for us when we needed it the most. I watched him hit the big shot when he was with the Miami Heat. Look, when it's in the clutch, Ray Allen could be one for nine. Give him the ball when it's time to deliver for a game winner, and he's going to knock it down. Give me Ray Allen. Now, to be fair, Kendrick Perkins uh, played with Ray Allen. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, although Ray Allen could shoot the Lights out. Jay, those three guys. Why do guys, I have to do this? Those three You're making guys, me chop other guys to pick one. I hate this. Fate of the universe uh, on the line. I, so, obviously, Ray Allen, the shot that is forever in my brain, is NBA Finals, that shot from the corner that he made, one of the most clutch shots I've ever seen. But, with this being said, 
Oh, this is so tough. There's something about 90s basketball for me. There's nostalgia with it, Max. I'm from Jersey, a Nets fan. Watching Reggie Miller in some of the most clutch moments I've seen against the New York Knicks, understanding from a guy who's played the game and, you know, kind of early 2000s was on the fringe of the game transitioning to more threes, a little bit more of the finesse, what was transitioning from the physicality of the league in the 90s. How much holding and scrapping and clawing went on in the 90s for Reggie Miller? Like, to me, he made those clutch shots that I would, in a big game situation, I would take Reg. Hmm. Who who would you take? In that, for to take that one shot between the top three guys in terms of threes made all time, Steph, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. I probably, to be honest with you, it feels like it just. I'm going off feel now. Mm-hmm. It feels like I would take Reggie or Ray mm-hmm. before I do Seth. And in in the reason, <clears throat> the reason I'm looking at it from a Steph standpoint is, I don't know that I've seen. Steph take as many game-winning shots and make them over the course of his career, and partly due to the fact that he ain't never behind like that. He's always been up, and he never had to really take those shots, even though he's taken some in moments in the bulk of his threes throughout the course of the game, where it seems like to me growing up, and in, in Jay mentioned the 90s, where Ray Allen is in the 90s too. Ray yeah, Allen yeah. just happened to play – into the 2000s because of his age. Um, I've seen Ray take those shots, whether it was in college, at UConn, or in the pros. So those would be one to two, and if I had to pick one, I'm probably feeling like I'm going to go with Reggie Miller over Ray Allen, even though every time you mention Ray Allen, I go back to game six in that shot in the corner in the release of the ball with a flick of the fingers, not even the wrist. Mm. You know, this this gets to, like, I, I'll take Ray Allen, but I think this, the argument you make, Jay, is very interesting for Reggie Miller. And there's a difference to me between better and greater. Like, if you have one sport that you can do completely objectively and, and, and compare era to era, that's track and field because you just get a time, right? Yep. And what you see is every sprinter today would dust Jesse Owens. They're all better than Jesse Owens. But how many are as great? Because better is just like who actually has more skills and all that. Who would beat who? Greater is how they do in their era compared to their contemporaries. Because, of course, every era builds on the next one, right? On the last one. So when you bring up Reggie, even if he's not as good a three-point shooter as Steph or Ray, maybe he's a greater three-point shooter than Steph or Ray. Maybe he was compared to his contemporaries at least as out in front of those guys as the, as the next guys were in front of their contemporaries. That all said, when we talk about you just want to make a shot, to me that really is about better more than anything else because I'm just trying to get the ball to go in. Like, I just want the shot to be made. So Ray Allen, when you combine the level of shooting, because he came a little after Reggie, he shot it a little bit more and I think a little bit better, just a little bit because the next generation – and you combine the clutch factor with Ray Allen, just my feeling of him when he got the ball, and that I'll take Ray Allen. Mm. That, that's why I take Ray. So Allen. there's, <laughs> and See, I, I, I can go with Ray, or I can go. I, can go I feel like Reggie. I can live with Ray or Reggie. In exactly. This situation. Yeah. I, but yeah. I want to. I want to go to the third option because the third option is a guy that I'm still calling the greatest shooter to ever live. Right. And I, I think this is from a basketball perspective. It's important to clarify. See, the greatest three point shooter. 
in the game is different to me than the most clutch no three-point shooter in the no game. Doubt. Like, yeah. there, there are different styles or levels to that, right? And I still think for Steph, there's always things that you look to attain as an athlete. Like, his switch isn't going to turn off. Even last night, he's like, well, can you finally say you're the greatest shooter ever? He's like, yeah, I got that. But you can already tell in his mind he's moving on because he wants more. He wants to win another world championship. He wants to be one of the greatest to ever do it, not just greatest shooters. So for him, the next step where you start getting into this question about when those clutch moments come, how will Steph answer the bell? And there's still room for improvement on that with him, and that, that's, that's scary where he's at because no he's in the prime of his career. Because right he's number one. So usually you say he's number eight with a bullet, meaning he's on his way up. Steph is number one with a bullet. Because there's something that he can correct about, like, you know, like, can you still be your, at least your normal self when it matters most? And against Toronto, to me, in that series, he started to turn a corner in terms of making those big shots in the finals with the game on the line. He beat Kawhi in a night that Kawhi was hot, right? And they were, un- and, and the Warriors were undermanned. That, I was like, oh, look at, oh, Kawhi got this. Steph's not going to hit those shots. And he did. He hit them. So once he attains what you, he's number one with a bullet. That's insane. That's insane. And by the way, he's getting his own shot. He's not getting fed. He's getting his own shot. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max brought to you by Goodyear. College football's winding down, and Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear more driven. So Jay was at Madison Square Garden last night <laughs> and at Barclays somehow. We're moving. We've got another person who is in the building, and we'll pose this to him next. We just discussed Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's going on, Nick? What up? You, you heard the call on 95.7, the game. <laughs> I feel you had the same one, I man. Know you, yeah. I don't know how y'all do it, man. This morning at 4 o'clock call, I was like, what? what's going on? What is happening? 
What's wrong, man? Neek, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all, and that's fine. You call me soft, call me what you want to call me. I don't care. It's, it's not, fine. It's hey, nothing to do with built. It's what they pay you to do. <laughs> I, well, they don't pay me to do if it. If they and paid I'm you the... to do it, you'd be up at 4 in the morning like man, the rest of them. Man, I don't hey. know. I don't yeah, yeah. know. I don't <laughs> know. I'm on the West Coast. Oh, I'm at 1 oh. a.m. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this because y'all all got enough money to not do this if you don't want to. No, so no, it's about the money. It's about the money. Listen. If you don't want to say that, <laughs> hey, no, do it. it's about the money. It's about the money. No, I'm with Max. Hey, Max, I'm help. with you. Now, now yeah. I'm finally coming on the side with you, Max. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. No, yeah. it ain't. No, yeah, it ain't. It's, the money helps. Yeah, I'm sure it helps, but y'all all <laughs> got so enough stupid. to not do this if you don't want to. Kids, you like your listening. job. It's okay, it's okay to say you love your job. Of course, love my job. Love my job. I love, hey, I love football. I love winning. I love hitting. I loved all that. But it was about the money. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's different though because when you when you and I both were playing football, we didn't have the money yet. We played to get the money. Y'all all already got the money. So you are here cuz you love the job. Kids, it's if okay. you're listening, kids if you're listening, you can love your job, but if you have a chance to work in this business, in this racket, do it. Oh, it's stealing money. All right, listen. Dominique Foxworth, you were at the Garden I last was. night uh, to see Steph Curry become the NBA's all-time three-point made leader. Um by the way, Dominique's giving you straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, oh, no yeah. compromise. So what was it like? Just what was it like watching? <laughs> he said straight talk about my money. Yeah, by the way, see that? <laughs> Ka-ching! No. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, what, what was it like seeing the record broken in the first quarter? Um, It was – so the cameras have a particular angle on TV, and you can feel it and experience it in the same way, but it's different when you're, when you're there. To see Steph go, and it was right in front of where the seats were, Again, uh, I got lucky. A friend of mine just happened to be out of town and gave me his tickets. They were really good seats, and it was right in front of the bench. To see Steph go and hug his father and then to go from there to, to hug Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Like, the NBA has something that's really special that we kind of – we often attribute it to baseball, too, where they have this history and this connection that is important. But I don't think anyone has it like the NBA, where the players, it really genuinely feels like a fraternity and a family – in some cases, it actually is when your dad's a great shooter and you're a great shooter. But to watch that and see it happen and see how the respect that Ray Allen – and there's, there's only a couple people in the world who know what Steph feels like. And there's only a couple people in the world who knows what it feels like to, to have a moment like that. And they were all in the building last night, and it was really cool to see in the first quarter. And then we had a, a basketball game, I guess, after which that. Was secondary. <laughs> yeah, we just, was we secondary. just asked – uh, this I asked Key and Jay, and I answered it too. If you had one guy, game winning three, no time to move the ball, Kevin you're Durant. on the three point line. No, I'm saying all That's time. What I said, but he's uh, not part of this. All equation. time. But by the way, I, okay. I, I, if it's all time, I might take Clay. But the but the point is of the three record holders. So in okay. chronological order, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Steph Curry. Whew. Of those three, who are you taking? A clutch game shot on the to line. win the game. I mean, I think it's got it. Maybe it's just my bias because it was during my formative years. But it's Reggie, man. See? It's Reggie. Yeah, I knew it. It's Reggie, man. Just because growing up, like, Reggie, and I, I imagine that you probably got some numbers that suggest I should go with Ray Allen or something mm-hmm. like that. But just from feeling, man, but Reggie see, hit them shots, boy. Th- this brings a conversation about the greatest shooter of all time that we all got a chance to witness last night, right? But, you know, it, it, it moves the conversation to, all right, like, how much – Room for improvement do we need to see from Steph to be considered one of the most clutch yeah. shooters? He hasn't had those time. moments, yes. which is not see, his that's fault. that's the same thing I said, Nick. Yeah. I said, I said I, I, if my memory serves me right, I don't believe he's had as many moments mm. and opportunities based on 
the team's success where he needs to take those shots. Right. He had that I, shot I, over I Kevin mean, Love that didn't go in. Didn't go I in. I think yep. he had um, – did he have a game winner in the playoffs against New Orleans one time, right? Yeah, I think. he did. But I don't think that it's just about hitting. The evidence you need, in other words, to me is not is not to hit this shot. Is not there's no time left. You got to shoot right now, end of the game to win it. The evidence you need is the bigger the stage, the more intense the spotlight. Do you at least stay the same guy, or maybe even improve? That's what I'm talking about when it comes to Steph. There is room for growth oh, there. Oh, okay. Did anybody pick Steph? To take that shot? That's instructive. Yeah. yeah. But Max, you also have to bring into the fact that, you know, on a lot, I mean, Kevin Durant is a two-time finals MVP. No doubt. Of those championship teams. So, and Kevin Durant's going to finish top 10 all time, like yep. probably higher. LeBron James, another guy who's on the court when they had it, like he's probably going to finish, what, top two yep. of all time? So, I mean, <laughs> if you have two guys on the on the court during multiple championships where it makes it hard for Steph to be, that best player on the court. Yeah, but you could hit like I, I look. I was there. I bought tickets for to, as a fan to 2016, and I thought Steph was going to win. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Last 422, that team didn't score a single point, and he was running the offense. So like there are things, Steph, and he started turning the corner against Toronto. He hit shots against Kawhi and them without KD or Clay that won a game, a finals game. Like he stuck. Look, Dominique, we have you on to talk about lots of things, but that includes football. Yeah. So Jerry Jones said yesterday. That Dak was in a slump. What's going on with Dak? Yeah, I mean, I think all great players have these situations. I, I honestly, they, I know Jerry also said it wasn't much about injury and Dak is healthy, but I think that some of this it seems like there's a clear line of delineation. Dak was MVP level. He got hurt. He set out. He came back. He's been mediocre to bad since then. Like maybe Jerry's right. He's completely healthy, but that to me doesn't feel like a coincidence. And Dak has the the um the resume for us to give him this little bit of leadway and understand that. And honestly, quarterback play around the league is down this year. Uh, with the exception of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, like it seems like the league and even them. Justin they're not Herbert. Into, yeah, well, uh, Justin Herbert has big wild moments, but he's not dominating the league. Leading the league mm. in QBR last time I saw. Right, and that's what I said. Play is down around the league. He's leading the league QBR with like 67 or something like that, oh, okay, which is not like I think <laughs> last year was like 75. Right. Like, so that's my point. It's like it's down around the league. It's still incredible, and these guys are great. But I think we need to give Dak a little bit of time to breathe. And nine was his QBR last week, which is it, it's unique. Uh, for unacceptable. Me, for me, I get what Jerry's saying. Mm-hmm. The pressure I spent, the money. I got a team that can make a run at it. And I understand what Jerry's talking about. I, I get that totally. But when Jerry says something, and especially about Dak Prescott, his quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys, you know people going to jump on it. Oh, yeah. They're going to make it seem as though Dak Prescott has had a bad season opposed to a bad couple games, much like they did with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had some bad games. He was turning the football over at an alarming rate. He fixed it. And now they're rolling. And I think Dak Prescott will fix whatever it is over the last couple games that has people wondering what he is as a quarterback he will fix. Because if he doesn't, I'll say it again, he will be sitting in the stands with me (laughs) at SoFi in February at the Super Bowl if he does not fix the issues that he's had over the last couple games. And that's okay. Everybody goes through a little bit of a slump. Nobody's perfect from beginning to end. Aaron Rodgers had a bad game game one. And then he's played well for the most part throughout the season. 
I mean, that's just, if you go to Tom Brady, Tom Brady had a bad game in New England, a bad game against the Rams in the, during the beginning of the season. But Tom Brady is the MVP guy right now. It happens. I, I just, uh, sometimes I feel like as a player, though, Neek, is, look, we all know when we're going through slumps. It's, it's pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, media writes about it. People are asking you questions about it on a day-to-day basis. So you're already dealing with that internally. Like, why does Jerry have to say things sometimes? <laughs> like, why? Because like, it, 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 what it does, it just adds a little bit more fuel to something that we already know exists. So I think one thing should be that we shouldn't gloss over is they won, and that's an important Thank sign you. for them in the future. Like, I don't think any of us believe, anybody, any right-minded individual believes that Dak's not going to figure it out. Like, for them to be able to have the defense and the playmakers to still win while Dak is playing as bad, as poorly as he played last week, then I think that's a good sign. And Jerry talking, I understand that it's, it's going to put more pressure on you, but you're the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So, like, if you can't handle a little chirping on the side, then maybe you shouldn't be the Not starting quarterback. Not just the starting quarterback for the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, but you're in year six. Yeah. You got fine. the bag. Yeah. You have fine. an embarrassment of riches on both sides of the ball. And even if your coach is not, like, the latest and the greatest, <laughs> he is a guy who's head coached around the league for a while, once upon a time won a Super Bowl. So, like, man, no excuses for Dak. Yeah. Unle- like, if there's a serious injury, I mean, that is what it is. he's not making him but, either. You know, like, he's not making him, and nobody's making him for him. He's going to be fine. He's a big boy. He's going to be able to handle it. He can handle the criticism. Yeah. You remember when he was – he didn't have a contract? That's all we talked about. Could you imagine – it was loud here in New York about Dak's contract. Can you imagine what it's like for Dak in Dallas all the time? He managed to ball out in that situation. Neek, why, why aren't the Bills running the ball more? Because that's not how their team is built. Like, I think that, with Josh Allen, either? Yeah. Well, running the ball with Josh Allen is something different. When they do that, they're a lot more effective. But I think they that's, that's their big game weapon. Like, they bring that out when they're playing the Chiefs. They bring mm-hmm. it out when they're down by Tampa Bay, which makes sense. They, when they're down in Tampa Bay, which makes sense. They don't want to put Josh Allen in risky situations unless they have to. They're not going to line up in I formation and hand it to him. Like, you can only – there's only so much time in the day. You can only practice and get good at so many things. You cannot be a power-running team and an air-it-out team. Name the time where it's ever happened. So they practice being an air-it-out team. That's how they're, yeah. they have a big, strong-arm quarterback. That's what they practice. That's what they focus on, which I think is probably gives you a better chance to win because, like, maybe you air it out and you get a big leak in the face first half. Maybe it doesn't go well, and then – you come back in the second half. So, like, I understand you need to be able to run the ball in this league, but the idea that, that somehow they need to become a power-running team, I think that's misguided. Neek, I know you, Aaron Rodgers out, but we're going to do yeah. this anyway oh, yeah, for the right. sake of <laughs> – We got to do it. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. So, he, he was talking to Pat McAfee in, uh, on Pat McAfee's podcast, and so he basically told Pat, hey, I've had great conversations with, with Brian Gutekunst, the general manager – of the Green Bay Packers, and also at the same time, he he said that he loves ball, opposed to saying that he loved being a Green Bay Packer. He kind of dodged around that. Does that does that open up any window for people to dive into to try to figure out what is he talking about? Does that mean that he wants to go to another team, or he's just leaving it open ended? I don't think he dodged anything. Like, I think he purposely put that out there. Like it seems Aaron Rodgers isn't new to this. He knows what to say to not get uh, attention drawn to him or drawn to this situation. And he said the exact opposite thing of what you should say. Do you love being a Packer is an easy question to answer. Yes, I love being a Packer. I am a Packer right now. I love being a Packer. And Pat McAfee doing an incredible job 
And awesome. Speaking of getting a bag, good for you, Pat. Yes. But no one's going to confuse Pat McAfee with a gotcha journalist. Like, he's not going to follow up and try to pin you down. And you know pretty much the questions you're going to get. So Aaron Rodgers is intentionally doing this, in my view. Like, he hasn't done this this many times for it not to be something that is somewhat premeditated. They asked him, do you love being a Packer? If that is not the easiest question for an athlete to ever answer in the history of the world, he's a Packer right now. Yes, I love being a Packer. I had a great career here. And then if they ask you another question, like, are you going to be here next year? That's the hard question. He didn't even get to that one. He answered the first one wrong. And then even that one, I'm just focused on trying to win a Super exactly. Bowl right now. Yeah. I'm focused on the next play. <laughs> you have 8,000 answers to dance your way out of all. It's almost like he, he has an doing. interest in driving people to the Pat McAfee show, right? Good for him. Does he own a little piece of that? He should. Well, he well probably, played, He probably brother. do own the, own the low. You sound just like me, though, Nick. Hey, I love being a Packer, man. I'm enjoying it. We're doing great. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, you sound just – that's what I said when Max asked me. I'm like, oh, I love being a Packer. It's perfect easy. It's, it's an so easy, easy question to answer unless you want us reacting to it. Right. I if mean, you want us reacting to it, then answer it the way Rodgers That's did. the thing. Like, he has decided at some point in this offseason that he wanted to be the protagonist of this NFL season. Mm-hmm. And he has done everything he could do to stay in it from the time in the offseason where he got up there, which I absolutely loved. I think it might come off like I'm being critical. I'm not being critical. I enjoy it. I appreciate it, but you ain't fooling me. That's so interesting, the way you just phrased that, Neek. Right. The question is, who, whose story is the league about, right? Who's the protagonist? Who's the main character? And it should have been Tom Brady, given what he's doing this year, given the fact that he's a Super Bowl champ. But the protagonist of this year in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers, and it seems like it's by design. Or antagonist, depending on who you are. Either (laughs) way, he's the main character of this season, and he's going to make sure it stays that way. If it's him putting his toe on on the TV screen, if it's him reading off a list of all the mistakes that he thinks the GM has made (laughs) since he's been there, every step of the way, if it's him fumbling easy layup questions, every step of the way, he's found a way to keep us focused on him. And, hey, it works for you. You trying to Kardashianize his life? Go for it. He's just telling the media, hey. Go keep dancing. That's Dominique <laughs> Foxworth. Yeah. Smart, smart guy. Oh, here we go with this foolishness. All right. What so we got next, baby? Time to play Ready or Not. Evan's going to tell us a team, and we're going to say if, if they're ready to be a Super Bowl contender or if they're still a year away. Ready or not? Yeah, that's that beat right there, baby. Fugees. All right, first team up. Max, you said this the other day on Monday, so let's start with the Bengals. Yeah. Bengals, ready or not? Ready to win. Not. I'm, I'm going to go with a not there, guys. Uh, they're, they're, it feels like they're a year away. They, they could, maybe, could have, maybe, if everything catches fire, do it. But I think they're a year away. Yeah, they're not ready. They're, they, look, it, Joe Burrow's a nice little piece. Uh, Jamar Chase is exciting as a young pup. You got T. Higgins coming on and doing the things he's doing. And Joe Mixon, defense is solid and sound. Zach Taylor is doing some stuff as a coach that got everybody thinking he's here to stay. I don't believe that this team is ready. They are ahead of schedule by a couple years, and that's okay. But I don't think that they're ready to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with Kia Max on this one. I think they have all the talent. Winning at a high clip and then learning how to sustain winning at a high clip is something that championship teams all go through the process of. I am kind of mad we transitioned to NFL music because I was going to drop bars with the Fugees. I'm just telling you right now. I was going to drop bars. <laughs> I play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress. Yes, we all – yes, anyway, go ahead. Had Man, the same A&R as the Fugees my, back in the day. We, we may need that later on. We may need Jay on the NFL. All right, let's go. Cardinals, <laughs> ready or not, Key? Not. 
Cardinals are not ready. And the reason that they're not ready is because I've always said, and you got to follow me here, go do your research. Teams that are young and a head coach that's young and a quarterback that's young that have not been to the playoffs, they don't go to the Super Bowl. They, they, they lose a playoff game or two. And then in the end, two years from now, they go to the Super Bowl. And that's okay, too, again, like Cincinnati. It looks like because they have the best record in the NFL that this team is the team to beat in the NFC, but clearly they're not. They're now sitting in the third spot and in, in, in probably going to lose home field advantage throughout the playoffs, so no, they're not ready. I'm going to say ready just because I want to rock with the Red Sea. I just rock with them, and every once in a while, we get these anomalies, right? We get Tennessee all of a sudden end up there. You're like, how the hell did they end up there? Like, What's going on with that? And, and obviously, the Cardinals play better away from home than they do at home, but all I will say is with the firepower they have, if they start clicking and it starts working, they start hitting, it's feasible for them to be there. Yeah, I'm with Jay. I think they're ready. Now, they're not as ready as they're ever going to be, Agreed. but I think they could win a Super Bowl this year, so I have to say ready. But did you not, either one of y'all, hear what I said? I did. I just chose not <laughs> to listen. No, you but, know. no, no but I, I got you. I'm saying about it for a minute, They're going to get I better. They'll be better than this, head but coach. this is good enough. Yeah. And a quarterback that have never been to the playoffs before. Yep. You mentioned Tennessee, Jay. Vrabel's been to the playoffs before, sure. and so has Tannehill. But guess what they didn't do? They did not go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's my whole point. That's fair. That's yeah, all I, I'm I think you're right about I, that. I'm just saying the hard is hell. The difference between the Bengals and the Cardinals to me, because they're both ahead of schedule, is when Kyler is at his best this year. He's been the best player in football for part of this year. Like, if you have that guy on your team and you're in the playoffs, you never can tell. All right, let's keep it going. We're playing Ready or Not. Ready or Not is brought to you by Trico. Trico has been the future of wipers since 1917, keeping you a step ahead of Mother Nature. Visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. The New England Patriots, Max. Ready or not to win a Super Bowl? Oh, it's so hard because talk about ahead of schedule. I'm going to say not. Because I think they're going to need a little bit more from Mac Jones in the playoffs. And now you're talking about a rookie quarterback who obviously never been to the playoffs. And no rookies. I know eventually it'll happen, guys. I just think against some of these superhuman quarterbacks, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, someone like that, maybe if it's Kyler Murray, you're going to need a little more from QB. I'm going to say not. Key? Oh, I thought you were going to go, but I'll go, Jay. I'll say ready, <laughs> certainly 100% ready. I think when you look at a team with the success that they've had on the defensive side of the ball, running the football is a staple in the playoffs and can do things in the Super Bowl. If you go to the Super Bowl statistics, which a lot of people like, they like statistics, analytics, so they can vote Ridiculous. on certain things mm-hmm. and bet on certain things. So look at this. Look at the last several Super Bowl winners. Statistically, they have not been lights out throwing the football all over the lot. They've had balanced attacks. Tom Brady threw for 500 and something yards in the Super Bowl and lost. So that is not the recipe for winning the Super Bowl. What's the recipe is exactly what the New England Patriots do in all three phases of the game. They run the football. They play solid sound defense. Oh, and by the way, they got a pretty good damn special teams, and they got a head coach that they would probably change the name to the Bill Belichick trophy instead of the Vince Lombardi one day. I don't even call him Bill Belichick anymore. I just call him the architect. 
mean, my, my man's out here just with quick turnaround time, just designing different schemes and strategies on the fly just to beat you because he slices and dices you. And my thing is I think this team is ready. And now, look, you can make the argument that Mac Jones and no rookie quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl, and I hear all that, but just no rookie quarterback with the exception of Tom Brady who was in his second year but still felt like his first year had the architect on his team that can get the job done. Yeah. So I'll say no, ready. It's a tough one. To Last me, it's one. a tough one. Last one. Browns, ready or not? Not ready. Not ready. Yeah, the Browns not, not ready to win the Super Bowl. By the way, no, why do my energy just took my energy all down, Evan? I was like, I was <laughs> no, going, you see me, I'm like, eh. eh. Let me ask you it's this, like guys. A, how about this? The, the, Brown, the Browns are like a, a bad dessert. <laughs> you think it looked good in the pictures, <laughs> and then you get it, you're like, man, Key. you push it aside. Key, Joe Burrow is on the Browns instead of instead of Baker right now, ready or not. Still not ready okay. to win a Super right. Bowl. Yeah. All right. Not ready to win a Super Bowl. But closer, though. Not a but closer. Okay. closer. If Joe, Joe Burrow's on that team. not ready to win a Super Bowl. If Joe Burrow's on that team, so if is Odell was, right now. If there now, was any the evidence whatsoever at all about the quarterback play of Baker Mayfield, all you got to do is look at OBJ in L.A. with Matthew Stafford. Look like a totally different player. In fact, give him another $65 million right now as a receiver. You know, that's how he looks over the last couple games playing for the Rams and getting away from Baker Mayfield. So there's that question that you had. Oh, better yet, Jay, there's that answer that you had several weeks ago with OBJ left. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people forget, <laughs> right? like, no one was right? really thinking about, yeah. about, about, like, crazy playoff run until Odell got there, and it's like there's a tipping point with talent. Oh, my God, he's not there anymore. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet is hurt in a car accident, Progressive pays up to $1,000 in vet expenses with free pet coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Why today is an important day for LeBron and the Lakers. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So today is an important day for the Los Angeles Lakers because it's the first day that NBA players who signed a free agent contract or were traded this offseason are eligible to be traded. So you know what's coming. Jay? Should the Lakers look to trade the newly acquired Russell Westbrook? I can't, Key, I can't focus. What? 
Why did you bring me to this? What happened? Why are you bringing me to a negative place in life? What is going on? No, it's, not, it's not negative. It's just calm, man. It's just chill. This it's just calm. This is breaking my is heart. Calm. You're all right. I, I don't even know what the hell Max you've been, been You've me. been in love before, Jay. Come on, let's <laughs> you've go. You've been in love before, Jay. Where's Diana Rossini at? Should the Lakers <laughs> unbreak their heart? Should they undo the trade? Should they deal Russell Westbrook now that he's eligible to be moved, Jay? I, 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 LeBron and AD wanted this. They wanted it. And I stay with it, Key. I stay with it. I, I, I don't make the move of letting Russell Westbrook go. I stick with it. I do think it can work. I do think there are other things that the Lakers could do. Now, obviously, their practice got canceled yesterday. Tell and Horton Tucker got put into THT, got put into health and safety protocol. I think they've had some small other outbreaks for the Lakers since. But I look at him as an asset that could be hung out there. And I look at guys like Christian Wood, and I start saying, okay, can Christian Wood be a guy that can be utilized in pick-and-pop scenarios with LeBron, a guy that can allow AD to roam more the perimeter? How are you getting Christian Wood? Avery Bradley... Maybe the likes of THT together for a guy well, like Chris. I don't Wood? know if Avery Bradley, if, if Bradley, if Avery, I don't know how much trade value he has. THT has some trade value because he's young and improving and agreed. Good. And and it's kind of set that you know, Houston is looking to revamp and you know kind of start from the beginning and utilize him as an asset, right? They want to get star star player, and I think Christian Wood can be a great guy that comes off the bench for a championship team. I think he has a lot of value. Key, would you give up THT did. for a guy like Christian Wood? You know, the the question started off about whether it's West it's about Westbrook and right. it's about Westbrook and Anthony Davis, which to me neither one of them are moving at all. If you ever know anything if you know anything about the Lakers, you know anything about the Bus family or the way that they operate, in the middle of the season, they don't uproot any of their star players. That's just not something that they do. They stick with it from a turnaround standpoint. Do you add value by going out there and maybe trading some other players on the bench to get some guys that can fill in and have some continuity with LeBron James, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. Yes, you certainly could take a look at that 100%. Uh, uh, if if the Lakers don't feel like Tucker is a long-term solution and they're ready to make a move now and you feel like there's something out there that can upgrade what you're looking for, then, yeah, you move that. But they're not going to trade Westbrook. They're not going to trade Anthony Davis. And they're not uh, certainly – uh, not going to move on from LeBron James, which people, you know, for whatever reason, Westbrook is having a slumpy season at the beginning right now. Every year second, the same thing. Every year Second half the of the thing. season, hopefully he gets things together. They start to jail. It's not like the Lakers are in the cellar. The Lakers are not in the cellar. They're just behind where people projected them to be based on the names that they have on their roster. And they'll get it turned around. And if they don't get it turned around, then they'll miss an opportunity in LeBron James' career to get another championship as well as Anthony Davis. And, and right now, look, they're, they're six in the West. But you're even asking me, you know, depending upon what moves they make, like I, I think adding a guy like Christian Wood would really help, to be frank with you. Um, but I, I, just, I still don't see even the Lakers at full strength beating the Golden State Warriors or beating the Suns. Like I still think that add the Lakers two, okay, but add are two floor- one level – Below those two teams. Question. Take 
let's assume Rhett Westbrook has a great second half. He always does. First half, no good. New team, new teammate. Let's say he has a great second half. Let's say AD stays healthy, and so does LeBron. And let's say the Lakers, before the deadline, which is a little far off still, add two floor spacers, at least one the of the three and D guys. Well. They need yes. to defend because they're nowhere close to the team they were last year let's, defensively. Let's say, realistically, one of, them can, one of them can do both, and one of them could just shoot, okay? So, so now you have the, the – how about now? Does that Lakers team compete with Golden State to you? I think they compete to a degree, but I still think ultimately, pound for pound, from top to bottom, like Golden State and Phoenix are two better teams, complete teams, especially on a defensive end. And, and, although, and that's, although AD has been a great defensive player in the past, and I, I, so is LeBron. Actually. I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking what they can do defensively or what their potential is. I'm just saying, you know, in this season, can they find who they were last year to a degree defensively? Mm. And the pieces still don't seem to be meshing. Now they can hopefully get there, but I just well, Golden State and Phoenix it, seem like they're a higher level. Jay, when, do, when does it? When does it matter? It when, matters when in the playoffs, Key. One thousand percent. You're right. That's yeah. all I'm it saying. It matters. You're right. When does yeah. it matter? I just don't think even when the playoffs get here that they will be at the level they would need to be at this year in order to be a Golden State or a Phoenix. Well, that's a big deal to Lakers fans. You know why Lakers fans want to win a championship? Because you can't repeat before you win the first one. You can't three-peat before you win the first two. Lakers fans are not trying to hear anything but winning. Steph Curry broke Ray Allen's all-time three-point record last night. But is he in my all-time top ten answer oh, coming up? Wow. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.